Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. And first, we just want to say a big thanks to everyone so far that has liked or subscribed uh, to our podcast and given us a five-star review on iTunes. And guys, if you haven't yet and you are listening and you like what you hear, a five-star review goes a long yep. way. So it really you could just helps. Take, if you could take two seconds out of your day to give us that five stars on iTunes, that would be amazing. Right, Steph? Yep, you would be our favorite people. (laughs) Um, And so today's episode, we have decided to talk about travel insurance. Yes, it's very, very exciting. This is actually actually a listener (laughs) request that we got from Freya. And Freya, if I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry. I know there's a J in there, but I feel like it's probably something. Yeah, we were trying to work. We were like, is it Freya? Frasia. Anyways, so we're sorry if we've totally butchered it and let us know if we have. Um, Your name but, is Freya now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, while this could be a very dull topic, we'll, we'll try to keep it interesting. Um, we've got some tips for you, do's and don'ts when it comes to buying your travel insurance, uh, depending on if you're going on a, a long haul trip like Steph did a few years ago, or even mm-hmm. just like a weekend away. Travel insurance is key. Do not ever leave home without it. If anything you get out of this episode, that is going to be your number one tip. But let's go straight into it. Uh, All right, let's do it. I'm going to hand it over to you. Travel insurance. I I feel like um, for me, I've been guilty of it in the past where I actually haven't always been. I've been (sighs) neglectful sometimes. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest don't. Don't yeah. not get travel insurance. Yeah, I think we talked about like we've talked about this before, and like things that you neglect before you you go on a trip somewhere. And as you mm-hmm. said, I feel like travel insurance um, is is up there. So, which there's no excuse because it's so easy to get now. It it really is. I mean, back in the day when you needed to talk to an agent and you had to get a quote, there was a process, so it was hard to get it if you were going on a spontaneous trip now it's all online and you can have it in 10 minutes it's at your fingertips guys Mm -hmm. no excuses so Steph let's start let's start with uh long-term travel insurance and and you're the expert on this again I'm sure if if you've all listened to previous episodes you know that Steph did a round-the-world trip uh for Mm -hmm. over a year um and I mean Steph I would hope to god that you had travel insurance for that for I that had trip. it and I used it <laughs> yes so, yeah so it was definitely I up until that point I had never used it I always bought it and I was kind of like oh like do I have to and I had to do a little kumbaya on my head and be like be responsible did you um, question did you question whether or not to get it because you're like oh uh, nothing bad ever happens but that's I did when I, d- bad I did happen. 
And mostly because since I was going for so long, it's obviously more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Right? How much? Um, how much was your was your for for a year? I don't have the exact dollar, but I think I paid around a thousand dollars. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, it's a chunk of change. But the thing is, and in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not going to the States, which where, I mean, their medical costs are sky high to other countries. Yeah. Um, the problem was I just, I, I was responsible at the end of the day. I got it. Um, Good girl. And what I did, so obviously you can always reach out to any of your local insurance providers about long-term travel insurance. Mm-hmm. What I did and what a lot of people do who are going on a long-term trip is I went through worldnomads.com and world nomads is essentially insurance designed for backpackers because most insurance companies aren't tailored to backpackers. They're tailored to, you know, you're going on a two week trip, you're going on a week resort, you're like just more vacation type trips. Like a temp, like a, yeah, a a little getaway, you know, not, as you said, not traveling for a long period of time. Yeah. So I've, gone through world nomads i get insurance for them all the time now and i did need them like i said so when i was landing or descending into hong kong on my flight my eardrum ruptured right i mean that is not the kind of thing anyone thinks will happen anyone plans for and i ended up spending quite a bit of time in the hospital in hong kong and for a trip that was supposed to be just a couple days i was there for almost a month Mm. Um, so insurance covered all my hospital care, my medical bills, my prescriptions, and then of course my cost of living since I wasn't allowed, I was deemed unfit to fly. So like the thousand, the thousand dollars you paid for the year, probably mm. you got your money's worth. (laughs) I mean, when you put it like that, you're like, Hey, you know, I've used it. I think my total costs in Hong Kong were about $4,800. Oh, wow. So, and yeah, that you're... was what I got reimbursed. The World Nomads actually did set up direct billing with the hospital. Oh, okay. Good. That's good. So they paid a lot of money directly to the hospital as well. Do most insurance companies, and like this is the thing, I've, I've thankfully, knock on wood, I've never had to actually claim anything um, on insurance mm-hmm. while traveling, but uh, like... Do most, do you know, do most insurance companies, will they be the ones to sort of manage that with, you know, whether it be hospitals or, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess hospitals would be the main one, but I mean, I I feel like that would be something I would look into if, if certain, if some travel insurance companies don't do that, I would almost be willing to pay a bit more if anything did happen, then they would just deal with the logistics of it directly with whoever they need to. So. I mean, I certainly can't speak for all insurance companies, but most of them will. And what they say, I mean, pending an emergency, like what happened when my girlfriend was just here in Australia, you'd normally, before you decide you need to go to the hospital, you call your insurance company and start a claim and they'll guide you. They'll say, okay, these are local hospitals in the area that we know of that are good. Um, They were really helpful. So they provided Mm. me which hospitals to go to. Um, at first I did pay the hospital directly for the first couple visits. Yeah. And then finally, when I was on the phone with my travel insurance one day, I said, listen, like I'm fronting a lot of money. I don't have unlimited resources. And because at that point it was already legitimate claim and it had already been approved. They said, well, you know what? How about we call them and set up direct billing? The thing is, it's not always an option because that can be dependent on the hospital, what country you're in. So it's not necessarily... 
like your insurance could provide it, but the hospital won't take right. it. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess it's in a, going back to like you just mentioned the travel insurance companies being really helpful and and guiding you and what to do. I I always feel like when you make an insurance mm-hmm. claim, whether it's travel or medical, uh, whatever it might be. I I know how I feel anyways. I feel really nervous. Like the insurance company is going to try to screw me over, catch me in some loophole. Um, And maybe this goes back to just, again, we mentioned this all the time, but doing your research, reading reviews. um, Yeah. I guess making sure, because at the end of the day, yeah, you want a company that's actually going to be on your side. Yeah. I think really a big part of that though is calling them from the get go. So that they can guide you. It's a lot of times when people have something happen, they deal with it, and then they just submit a claim afterwards. Right. That's when the insurance company really digs in as well. Right. Because they weren't there from the beginning to advise you on what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. And because when I called them, I was really like, I, I didn't know what to do. And I was alone in Hong Kong. No friends, family, nothing. So... Mm. They were, they were the only people I had to talk to about it. So they really guided me through it and helped me, uh, which is another reason why I really like World Nomads as well. They're used to backpacker situations. Yeah. Um, so they've probably heard it all. They've probably had every type of claim oh you can think they've of. Got reviews. They've got reviews on their website. And I read a lot of their reviews before getting it because at the time I hadn't heard of them. Now I realize they're one of the biggest worldwide for this. Mm. But... You know, they've had people who've had their arms bitten off by sharks. Like, oh, my God. They have seen the gamut of things that can happen. Wow. So yeah. do they... So, again, I think you already said this, but they are specifically for long-term travel. So you can't use uh, them. You, or could you? I don't know. You you can. So what they specialize in is long-term travel. And whereas a lot of other insurance companies might not have that kind of coverage, they do. Mm-hmm. I've looked right. at them for short-term insurance, and some countries I find it's worth the price. Some countries I find it's cheaper to go to others for short-term trips. Okay. So it's yeah. just about doing your research depending on where you're going, you know, making those uh, sort of comparisons. Because mm-hmm. they're all going to be different policies and, um, yeah, different coverage. And well, and that's the thing. That's why it's so hard to actually do an episode on insurance because depending on what country you live in, the coverage by the same companies is very different because coverage can also relate to a lot of your, the laws within your country and how they work with that. Yeah, that's true. That's something I've never really thought of. So you and I could go to world nomads for the exact same trip and say, when we were going to go to Vietnam together, say, here's a start date, here's our end date. We both put it into the same site and we get different prices and different coverage. Yeah. Because of our country of residence. So that's why it's hard to kind of do this. But there's definitely a lot of guidelines here. And I think tying into what you just said about, um, or <laughs> what I just said about different pricing for shorter day trips. What I got for shorter trips is I had, and I just had to cancel it because I moved. I need to find something comparable here in Australia, is an ongoing insurance policy, travel insurance policy. Yeah. I've got the same thing. That's something I only actually got like last year. Um, that Mm. was like, I used to get insurance for each individual trip I was taking and Mm -hmm. I would just sort of find the best deal and kind of do, you know, compare different companies depending on what country I was going to. But then 
I, I mean, I didn't even, I, maybe this is stupid or naive of me, but I just, I didn't know that you could get like annual policies for travel insurance, which mm-hmm. seems ridiculous because, you know, you can get annual policies for any type of insurance. Um, yeah. But so I did this. So I looked up, I went on a uh, price comparison website and I just put in the type of policy I was looking for. So annual and, you know, it will ask you like certain countries that you want covered or you don't. So I kind of just mm-hmm. thought, I, I think mine is just a global policy because, you know, most of my travel is kind of done on a whim. I don't necessarily know where I'm going to be going that year. Um, and then, yeah, it just spits out the best insurance policies for what you're looking for and at the best price. So I'm, I think I have a, an insurance policy just through some random, random company. Um, and it has everything covered. And I think annually it costs me like 120 pounds or something. It's not even that much. It comes out of it might even be less than that. I can't even remember Remember now. It just comes out annually now. But each year, what I'll do, I'll, I'll look at price comparison sites and just see if there's a better deal going. I mean, a lot of them mm. are quite comparable. But again, you know, you might just find a much better deal, save a bit of money and have the same coverage. So it's good yeah. to, to reevaluate them annually as well. Um, and then also, if you've ever had to use them, if you so thankfully, again, knock on wood, I've never had to actually... Uh, make a claim on travel insurance. But Mm -hmm. if you do, it's good to then evaluate, you know, how, how it was handled, um, what the coverage was like, and then, you know, reevaluate if you want to go with another company. So it's all, I mean, you should do that with any company anyways, I think on an annual basis, see if you can get a better deal. We all like to save a bit of money that can go back into our traveling budget. Well, and with me in Canada, I had a Blue Cross policy and I paid $11 Canadian a month and it covered me for any trip around the world for up to 30 days. Right. I think mine is, I think mine's the same. It's not for Mm -hmm. like long-term coverage. It's anything 30 days. And then there's the add-ons as well, right? So one of the things I think after, after we had our holiday in, uh, in Ireland a few years ago where we had the volcano eruption from Iceland, um, if yeah. you haven't listened to our first episode, please do. You'll know do what you I'm know talking insurance, about. insurance, this is the thing. We were so green then. Insurance could have paid for so much then. Right. And we didn't even actually think of that, did we? We did not even think of it. Yeah. We and could have had cost of living. Mm-hmm. So accommodations. And then you get a meal allowance and um, some entertainment allowances daily. Yeah. While we were delayed. And we did not even think of it. Well, dare I say, I don't even... Uh, I don't even think I had insurance then. I mean, honestly, like I had work insurance through my work. Well, that's another thing I was going to, I was going to bring that up later, but now that you've just mentioned that, that's actually something to look into. If you have benefits through work, whether it's like health benefits or whatever, your work actually might cover travel insurance. Now my work used to cover both travel insurance for uh, work trips. But then on top of that, it covered personal trips as well, which a lot of us didn't know. So people mm. were still buying insurance policies. Oh and then gosh. we didn't even know until, I don't know, I was probably like a year into my job and someone was like, oh, you know, the, the company, like they have a, a, an insurance policy you can use just even for personal travel. Um, they don't have it anymore. We switched companies, whatever. Oh, that's uh, but that's sick. something you should look into as well check with your check with your company you never know they might 
they might already have it for you and you can use it even for personal travel. The one thing I would advise people to dig into a little, I've met a number of people who, when I ask them about it, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got travel insurance. It's part of my visa benefits. And full disclaimer, I've never known anyone who's actually made a claim against their visa travel insurance. Right. Which is kind of one of those benefits you get with your visa or a lot of visas that you forget about or MasterCard or whatever credit card you have. Yeah, whatever. Credit card insurance. Yeah. But the reviews I've read scare me. I'd be so yeah. scared to travel and rely on that. That's the thing. I, I think I would rather, I mean, again, as I said, for an annual cost, it's barely anything, but I would rather mm-hmm. have a company that specializes their thing is travel insurance, if you know what yeah. I mean. Credit um, cards specialize in credit. In credit, exactly. So yeah. up to you, again, it's at your own discretion. But it's like you All said, right. if, you, if you read the reviews um, for credit card insurance, they aren't very good. And they, I don't think they do handle claims that well. So what I want to do now, and this should be a little more exciting is kind of go through, and again, it's different every country, every insurance policy, you need to read and understand yours, but kind of when I've traveled and what I had with World Nomads, what was covered and what was, wasn't, to give people kind of an idea, maybe even just the questions to ask or yeah, you know things they hadn't thought of that are covered. Things, exactly. There's going to be lots of things you don't think of, and as I said earlier, you, you'll have those add-ons. You know, you can get the standard mm-hmm. insurance, but then there's the add-ons that you don't think of, and you you're like, do I need this? Should I get yeah. this? At what cost? So, all right, yeah. I'm going to jump in here. Go for it. And then there's little caveats to everything. So a lot of insurance, travel insurance policies will cover, if your passport's stolen, the cost of replacing your passport. Okay, so funny you For say him, that. I thought of you right away. Well, and that's the thing. When it, Again, if you listen to uh, our episode on losing passports, I lost my passport in Germany back in 2012. Um, but yet again, I didn't. This is when I used to travel without insurance. Yeah. And it's not even something that crossed my mind. So... A, I didn't have insurance, yep. but even if I did have insurance, I probably wouldn't have even even thought of that. Like when you get into these situations, I don't know, like my mind, if it's like, because I lost my passport, it didn't, mm-hmm. in my head, I thought, well, I can't claim this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, and the thing is, is anything kind of in this regard and medical, you obviously need to have either a police report or a doctor's note. So yep. the little caveat with the passport is you have to have reported it stolen. Um, obviously, or they're just going to think you lost it or... Yeah, exactly. That's And you know. maybe in my case, it wouldn't have been covered then. But I mean, that's standard for any type of insurance. Same, you know, if you get your phone stolen and you want to claim it on insurance, you got to report it. And yeah, so... Yeah, so another one, and this is one I probably could have used so many times that I just never have is baggage delay. So if your bags oh. are delayed and you need to buy, you know, some clothes to wear, some interim emergency items, yeah. your oh. insurance will cover you buying those. So they're very specific about this so that people don't uh, take advantage, but right. you can claim things like shirts, underwear, socks, toiletries, medication, 
and then what they deem as reasonable or essential items. They won't cover like designer right. jeans or leather jackets. Or, so no like shopping, yeah. you know, at Gucci or Prada or my policy actually said on the one little section because they had examples of what's not not covered. Mm-hmm. And it was all very professional, very professional. And then it said a new ball gown for that special event. <laughs> so it won't cover your ball gown. I was like, this sounds like they've had a couple claims in their time. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Hey, if you've got expensive taste, I mean, I would push for it, but I I don't have expensive taste, so who am I kidding? (laughs) Uh, So one thing, and this would have impacted us, is so travel insurance and terrorism. That's one of the things, yeah. Yeah. So if you get stuck in a terrorist attack, they'll cover... Obviously, tons of things. Your hospital, your medication, your Mm -hmm. medical transport to get you home, which is a big deal. And, you know, cancellation costs for the remainder of your trip. They cover tons of things. So our our little jaunt over to Egypt, if that car bomb by ISIS had been a lot worse, we could have made we could have made a claim on that if we were, you know, if we were stuck there, I guess, or if we were injured. That's the one. I don't know if they would have covered it. And the reason for that is there's a little caveat. Now, this is on the natural disaster section. Mm -hmm. It says, if you're traveling to a region that's known, it's a good idea to do some research to see if there have been any warnings. If you buy a policy when there's a warning or an Uh. event is known that could impact your trip, you won't be covered for expenses. So, I mean, there's a caveat. And when we went to Egypt, there was, it was avoid all non-essential travel. Yeah, there was was travel warnings. It was what, 2015. So I think at the time it was still, oh yeah, it was still on travel warning saying, yeah, don't go to Egypt. Whereas now? So that could have, I mean, it could have been yes or no. And that's why too, when you call, They'll tell you right away. But I mean, in that case, we would have got home and worried about that after. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, oh, that's a scary one to even think about, but. Yeah. And you would, I mean, I guess you wouldn't be traveling to, well, I say that, but we went to Egypt, so I'll just stop myself right there. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, and I will say, like, the things backpackers is they do go to places. I had a friend who's, you know, just done an around-the-world trip. And he went in and was volunteering at an orphanage in Syria. And actually didn't tell anyone in his his family that he was in Syria. Because, you know, obviously that would be alarming. And they would tell him not to. Um, But he was in Syria. There must be. There there must be, though, some um, travel travel insurance companies or policies out there that that specialize in like say there's aid workers going to certain countries that are deemed unsafe or yeah unsafe to travel 
But mm. if you're going over to help, I don't know. I, maybe that's something we do need to look into. That's just something, something I didn't think of before. Or I haven't done any research on, but you know, maybe there yeah, are. Yeah, that's probably a whole clause we hadn't even thought about is mission trips and yeah. um, volunteering trips. Yeah. If anyone is listening that, that knows. Um, I'm going to look that up out of curiosity. After yeah, this. I think that'd be a good one. We didn't, we didn't think of that before. Um, like, yeah, it's never crossed my mind. Because we don't volunteer. <laughs> yeah, we should volunteer more. Um, what does the list say about natural disasters, though? You did mention that before. So presumably there's... Because that's one on my um, on my annual policy. That's an add-on. Mm-hmm. And I think it costs an extra... I don't even... I don't, I don't have the number. But oh. it's not that much more. And I actually added that on after what happened to us in, in Dublin. With, mm-hmm. with the um, volcanic eruption in Iceland... Um, to me, I guess that would be a natural disaster. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. we would have been covered under that. So again, this is, um, as Canadians, we would have been. Yeah. So this was yeah. an add on that now, because I've actually experienced something where I was stuck somewhere and, you know, we, I could have claimed insurance, but we didn't. Um, but that's one I just add on, like, why not? And a lot of places I do travel to. Yeah. You never know. There could be earthquakes. There are, yeah, I went to Costa Rica last year. There's volcanoes there. I mean, I think most of them are dormant, but you never know. You never know. Well, and so as an example here, I mean, what they say they don't cover in terms of natural disasters is if you're storm chasing. Well, if you're, if you're Helen Hunt and Twister and you get sucked up (laughs) by a tornado and then try to claim that I can completely understand (laughs) why they would not cover you for that. So just, they say if you don't follow the advice of authorities. So for example, when I was in California, I got a text message alert. Um, it was an evacuation alert due to a fire in the area. Mm. And it was funny because everyone who lived there was like, well, normally when there's a fire, you can hear the police outside with sirens telling you to evacuate the area. Right. And so the person I was staying with was like, I don't think this is for us. Let's go check it out. And we drove closer to the fire and we were like, this is pretty far. And we did find out later that the evacuation order, they accident. So it's a system where you go in and you toggle which regions do you want to send the order to and then you toggle what kind of order is it on standby evacuate now um you know just Mm -hmm. and this person accidentally toggled everything so they toggled evacuate now and then toggled all regions like select all so people who live three hours from the fire got evacuate now warnings they were right but we did not follow the advice of authorities. Like we went to the fire to see it rather than evacuating. So you were a storm chaser of sorts. <laughs> oh, I guess I, I guess I was. I'm going to put that in my bio. Oh God. Stephanie Page, <laughs> storm chaser. Steph Page, storm chaser. Oh, I said storm trooper. <laughs> you could be a storm trooper. Um, <laughs> then this one makes me laugh because it actually says this. If you hang around to watch what happens that's so you this, well you this would is do you that. me this is also you in the toronto g20 oh let's not even go there <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just saying you were downtown toronto during the g20 I, when i lived downtown in toronto and i just so happened to get stuck in an unfortunate situation during the g20 on a lovely afternoon stroll down queen street west with friends yeah 
I mean, I do I this. I don't even think this ties if into you insurance. You hang around to watch what happens. I wasn't what watching says. what happens. I was going for a Sunday stroll. There was no, okay. there was That's no rubbernecking involved. That was it. Uh, I won't go into detail on what happened during the G20 in Toronto in 2010. Was it? No. 2009. Maybe. Yeah. 2009 or 10. I don't know. Whenever it was. And then, then another one is, and this is one that could affect a lot of Australians. It says if you buy a policy after an event becomes known. So that makes in, sense. And in Bali, Indonesia right now, they have a volcano that keeps, you know, getting to the point of eruption and the ash clouds are coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, by definition, it's that's been happening for over a year now. And it hasn't, so, it hasn't actually erupted yet? It hasn't full-on erupted, but, I mean, it's very active. They often are canceling flights into Bali because of it. So the volcano has blue <sighs> balls. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it's going to blow. Um, Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that technically could fall into the definition of buying a policy after an event becomes known. Yeah, true. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a good old exciting natural disaster. Uh, if your bags are stolen or damaged, I mean, that kind of ties into delayed baggage, but a lot, a lot more is covered because it covers kind of everything. Um, actual replacement costs of what you did have in your bag, which is why it's a good idea to, you know, as corny as some of these things we do nowadays are like taking a photo of my food, taking a photo of everything we do documenting our life, Mm -hmm. taking a photo of what you packed in your bag. Isn't a bad idea. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, I know when I travel, I really don't bring anything worth any value with me really. But Mm -hmm. again, I, 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 only sort of do the short-term travel. If you're traveling long-term, you're probably going to be taking, you know, electronics with you, whether it's laptops, iPads, camera I mean, equipment. Canada, I had my laptop, my GoPro, my GoPro equipment, my podcast recording equipment. Like I had a lot of electronics. What were you GoProing in Brantford? Oh, I just take it with me. You never know. <laughs> I didn't record anything. I mean... But... If anyone has uh, ever been to Brantford, Ontario, Canada, it's extreme. Bring your GoPro. There's a lot (laughs) going on there. (laughs) So that's similar. And that's the same thing. Same advice is you need to get a report from the authorities. So an actual report that either it was stolen or that it was damaged, whether it was on the airline you need some sort of official report. You can't just say, oh, you know, my bags were stolen. Insurance, I need some new stuff. Essentially anything that is stolen, and Mm -hmm. if it's a crime, it it, like Steph said, it has to be reported to the police, and and the insurance company will not look twice at it unless you've actually reported it as a crime, which it is. And can I just say one thing I've seen, because I have seen a couple people in unfortunate situations, whether... Um, their drink got spiked at the bar or mm. whatever happened. And they did report it to the police the next day. And I know it's hard because you're in the moment and everything's scary. You just need to be very clear and never be wishy-washy. Cause I find what some of us have a habit of doing is saying, Oh, you know, last night and I was out and I think someone spiked my drink. You can't leave a window. You can't yeah. say, I think you need to say, you have to have Someone, your story straight. 
Yeah. And you just need to be very clear because if there's even a window, they could say, oh, this person, I think they just got too drunk. Or, you know what I mean? You really yeah. need to be clear. So anytime you're going to the police or the doctors, be direct yeah. is really my advice. Be direct. Yeah. And be, yeah. get your story a hundred percent, you know, obviously tell the truth, but you know, make sure you're not, as Steph said, I, I think when we're speaking to insurance companies or whether it's authority, I guess maybe tiptoe around things because you do want to be more careful and you 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 think if you say something one way, it might come out the wrong way and they won't believe you. Just well, telling telling the yeah. truth is the best policy. Well, and I, not not to downplay either. Like if it's a medical situation, like I know I have a habit. I don't want to be seen as, you know, a drama queen or I don't want to be seen as difficult. So I downplay a lot of things. You're never a drama queen, when- Steph, ever. What are you talking about? I mean, I'm sure when I was 17, I was. (laughs) No. um, (laughs) But I downplay a lot of things. So it's really important not to do that in these situations. 100%. 100%. All right. Next up, trip cancellation. So if your trip is canceled before you even go is what that means. Now... Some countries cover this, some don't. It doesn't look like the UK does in a lot of situations. So wait, what does that mean? Trip cancellation as in you've booked like Yeah. So like a gr- like through a company, is, like a, a a tour company or something? Well, it can be tour company or not, but what it means is you're covered if a doctor certifies you're medically unfit to travel. Right. And B, you, your travel buddy or a close relative is hospitalized or dies. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So in that scenario, so in the situation that you and I were in a few years ago when I hurt my knee uh, mm-hmm. and I had to get knee surgery and then I was not able to travel to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So with that, your insurance would have covered... Mm-hmm. covered your flight because so but that would have to come with me sending you my doctor's note bang on you got it okay cool so that's quite so that's something i've never thought of of getting and then what's not covered when it comes to this is trip cancellations is basically if you change your mind well yeah makes sense if your visa is refused oh we've talked about visas before haven't we making sure that you have that stuff that there's a lot in of check. situations, though, where it's a catch-22, right? What do you get first? What do you get? Um, right. And that's kind of the interplay between a lot of this, is that when do you get insurance? When do you apply for a visa? Um, but, I mean, they don't cover it. Um, this is a good one. If you break up with your partner. So oh. there was a great story in the news the other year about a guy and a girl from Canada who booked an around-the-world trip. Right. And then they broke up and she decided she wasn't going to go. So he actually put it out in the news looking because the tickets were non-transferable, the name. Yep. So he said, is there anyone by this name who wants to go on a around the world trip? Oh, with and the same he actually name. found a girl. He found a girl with that name and she went on the around the world trip. It was oh, great. Please He's, tell me that they're like together and married now or something. No. So she she actually was in a relationship with someone else like a long-term relationship and she discussed it with them i mean they got separate rooms he just said this is what's covered your around the world flight ticket right and her and her partner discussed it and said you know when what who does this ever happen to you have to take advantage yeah so he found someone and they went but that's a great example of you know the ticket is not you can't cancel it if you break up with well and 
all the more reason to do solo traveling, guys. Um, again, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't mean to plug another one of our episodes, but we have done an entire episode on solo traveling and how wonderful it is. So, you know, and that what? is just, our most listened to episode. It is. So anyone yeah. that hasn't listened, go listen. So I would just skip the whole traveling with a partner altogether. Just don't do it. And you don't have to worry about it <laughs> <laughs> amongst other things whilst traveling with a partner. Yes. And then, oh. uh, travel insurance for death overseas. If you die, that's not one we all want to think about, but mm, basically that's... they'll return you to your home country. They can cremate you before they send you home. Oh, and then grim. I don't like this one. Reason... And then reasonable expenses where, you know, for example, if you know, I died in Bali, my parents could fly. They Insurance would cover for one of my parents to fly over to, you know, deal with everything they got to deal with and fly home with my remains. Now what's not covered is suicide. Okay. Death is a result of drugs or alcohol. Ooh. Everyone's favorite term, pre-existing condition. And then costs within your home country. So once you're home, I mean, costs that you would have had to pay for anyways. Yeah, that should be covered anyways. Uh, some policies have dental. So if you get an infection, a tooth gets knocked out of your mouth, then a lot of that can get covered. Or you can, you know, get a new set of veneers. Is that covered? No. I'm just kidding. No. Cosmetic, cosmetic dental work it, it is not be, covered, yeah, guys. It has to be anything claimed as emergency dental. And then one we'll talk about quick, which is more relevant to you. It's not relevant to me at all. Do you know Shenzhen? Travel for the Shenzhen area? What? <laughs> what? You should Shen- know this. What is Shenzhen? What is Shenzhen? So the Shenzhen Agreement is essentially, it's the, type, the name of what allows residents of European countries to travel freely throughout the Shenzhen area. So it's European travelers. Steph, I don't know if you've read the news in the last three years, but the UK (laughs) is not part of the EU anymore. Well, Well, I mean, you still are. (laughs) We won't be soon enough, though. Yeah, so uh, people who are traveling to European countries, uh, rather than needing to get country-specific, can get a Shenzhen visa. What is Shen... What are you saying? Shenzhen? Shenzhen. So S-C-H-E-N-G-E-N. What does that mean? Uh, it's what they've named it. So the Shenzhen Agreement allows residents of European countries to travel freely around the Shenzhen area as though it's a single country. It says for travelers from other countries, you need to get a valid Shenzhen visa to do the same. For people living in the EU, you have this coverage. And then for people outside who are going to be spending a lot of time traveling through Europe or backpacking, they can get a Shenzhen visa, which no. then they can get that insurance. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So you can get European coverage under this one. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. All these things are, you know, horrible and you hope they never happen. But what's like what? So physical activities and adventure, because a lot of backpacking is adventure stuff. Do you know what's not covered when you go traveling um, in terms of adventure? I'm going to guess. What is okay. not covered? I'm going to guess... Some of it's so funny. White water, white water rafting. White water rafting? Covered. Damn. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess mountain climbing not covered. Now, again, this is policy specific, but climbing, mountaineering. So there's certain levels. Right. Some was... of them are covered. So like now, Everest extreme... would not be covered. Well, essentially what anything... It sounds like over 6,000 meters up, not covered. So whether that's trekking, mountaineering, 
Any expeditions within the Arctic Circle? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so anything over 6,000 feet. Yep, not covered. So there's a whole list of extreme sports, essentially, that are on there that are either covered or not covered that it's worth checking, guys, if you're going to be doing any yeah. activities as well, will be additionals on travel policies. Right. You need to look at like, that. So, you know, if you're going to go just lounge on a beach for a week, great. You probably don't covered. need the additionals, but... If you're planning planning on having an active trip, if you're yeah, whitewater rafting, mountaineering, I don't base know, base jumping, base jumping, hunting, there you go, bull riding, <laughs> Ex- uh, extreme the frisbee, bull riding makes it up, cave diving. Oh, I'm gonna go on a limb and guess extreme extreme frisbee, <laughs> <laughs> That's cavern fine. like cliff diving, like I mean anything that you would think and go oh like. Shit, that's huge. Horseback Probably riding? I mean, not over 6,000 meters. <laughs> a 6,000 meter horse. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I mean, they're all going to be... You've got to look into this. You need to yeah. You need to figure out what type of trip you're going on as well and work out not just where you're going and the country you're going to, but the activities that you're going to be partaking in as well. Speaking of... Mm -hmm. I did something that I didn't know was not covered. What's that? So when I spent some time in Brazil, I did, I did a bunch of martial arts class classes because you know, Brazil. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Thailand, I spent a month doing Mai Tai training. Oh, Mai Tai training, not covered. I had no idea. Training or fighting? Well, all right. I mean, when I say Mai Tai training, I think it was like, like, I don't know how much we got beyond like punching the guy. Like, I feel like there's a big difference (laughs) between taking a class and then actually like fighting in like, you might have a point there. Oh, Andrea, I just felt like a badass for a moment. And then you brought me down. Sorry. You're a real, (laughs) you're a real cage fighter, Steph. Don't worry. I, yeah, you're tough. Definitely. (laughs) So we have, I don't know. I feel like we've mentioned so many things. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Steph just went through an extensive list. There's definitely more on that list though. And I think what we should do is probably link that world nomads list. um, For sure. And also I got to say, like this didn't come up in the episode, but I'm sorry to the people of Brazil because it looks like nothing covers you. Sorry, Brazil. When I, all the lists and research I did, uh, a lot of it was broken down by what's covered in what country. And Brazil just got the shit end of the stick here. If like. anyone is listening from Brazil, if you could sorry. let us know. Well, first of all, yes, sorry. But second, second of all, can you let us know what you guys do for travel insurance? I mean, maybe the Brazilians just, they don't get insurance and they just hope that nothing no. bad happens they must have something <laughs> no. there's got to be somewhere be right. that covers I, i'm gonna ask world. some of my brazilian friends because okay. i've got a bunch of them who are traveling all around the world mm. but yeah. otherwise um i guess i guess the big takeaway from this is research is very important as oh, we mentioned yes. already depending on where you're going what you're going to be doing in those countries look at different travel insurance companies and policies mm-hmm. and make sure that it is actually all covered yeah and a lot of them have interactive i mean features at this point it's not as complicated as you might think it is to do your research and you can do it all all online now and i guess the second big takeaway 
Do not leave home without travel insurance. Remember to get it. It is one of the things, the big travel to-dos, I feel like, that does get overlooked. And again, I've been there so many times. I hold my hands up. I have traveled many times without travel insurance and... You know, thankfully, I mean, in the those... truth is, if you can't afford the insurance, you can't afford the trip. Exactly. That's how it goes. Exactly. And you never know when you're going to need it. You don't, you're not invincible. Things happen. Uh, as we said, natural disasters, which you don't even have any control over. Get the travel insurance, pay the extra money. It is worth it. Drive it home a little bit more, Andrea. That's all I can say. <laughs> I have nothing left and, to say. And then guys always... If something does happen, police report, doctor's note. Yep. And tell the, the truth. Backup. Yep. All right. Oh. All right. All right. I mean, Steph, are you bored yet? I'm, I'm not. Bored. That was actually, to be honest, a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. It was all right. I thought I'd be like, insurance, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it kind of was, but that's okay. It's important. I'm just passionate. I'm passionate about it because I would have been thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Steph loves, Steph loves insurance. You should go into the insurance business. I'm going to marry it. You're going to marry it? Yeah. I love it that much. Okay, great. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but no, it's going to be something real exciting. Yeah, we'll definitely make it way more exciting. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next week. And if you have any listener requests, you've got T minus three days to get those in. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching All the Shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 